thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. In this episode, we kick off a series explaining the core values of the table, FBC's University and Young Adult Ministry. The first core value of the table is one of the toughest to live out, surrendering to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Surrender brings up images in the mind of losing, saying uncle in a wrestling match to keep your older brother from doing permanent damage to you. When an army realizes they have lost the battle, they wave the white flag. When a boxer's getting the crap beat out of him, they, they would throw in the white tile to end the fight to show that he surrendered. In MMA fights, one taps out to acknowledge that they have been beaten by their opponent. Surrender sounds like giving up. Surrender sounds so weak. Surrender sounds like being a loser. Surrender means we do not win. That is the first obstacle to surrendering. We don't like to be viewed as soft or out of control. We don't want to be a loser. We want to come across as strong and in control. We like to win, so surrendering is not an option. Because we like to be in control and like to win, we won't even surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The second obstacle to surrender comes from our culture. The concept of surrendering challenges the status quo of our culture, challenges the mindset of our culture. Our culture tells us to be your own source of truth. Do what you think is right. The world says that God is out of date. The philosophy of our culture says there is no absolute truth. Our society screams at us, do what we want, the way we want, when we want. Be who you want to be. Be what you want to be. You be you. You do your thing. Our culture reinforces our natural bent to be sovereign, to be our own boss. Surrender is tough because we all like to be in charge. We do not like others telling us what to do. We like to be the king of our own castle. The third reason we don't surrender to Jesus is we are afraid we'll miss out on something. We might miss out on the fun or some great opportunity. We might not have that experience if we surrender to Jesus. We think if we follow Jesus, if we surrender, that we won't be able to do certain things and we'll miss out. To help us change our mindset about surrender and live lives surrendered to Jesus on the Holy Spirit, let's take a look at one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. If I could live out the principles in these verses every day, I believe that my life would please God and I would have a lot less stress and a lot less regret and a lot less guilt. In this passage, the writer contrasts trusting God with trusting ourselves. He commands us to trust God while not leaning on what we think is best. Trust. Trust is relying on something for security. To surrender, we must truly trust God. In this passage, we are commanded to trust God. To trust shows we put our confidence in the Lord and His ways. 
As we trust and surrender to God, He directs our paths and He leads us toward life. It will not always be easy, but He will always be present. And He will make our path straight. He will direct our steps. He will walk with us. There will be difficulties and temptations, so we have to choose to trust that God is right and He knows what is best. We need to think about surrender as relinquishing control to the one who knows everything and can do anything. Trusting God with everything. Trusting God with your relationships. What would it look like? What would your finances look like if you trusted God? What would your career look like if you trusted God? What would every area of your look like, life look like if you totally surrendered to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? The second imperative in that passage of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, lean not on your own understanding. This is the heart of the passage and the heart of our core value. To trust God with everything, you and I have to realize that our knowledge is limited and our understanding can get us in trouble. My heart is deceitful above everything else. My brain can't perfectly think through everything like God's can. We trust our own understanding because we think we know what is best because we don't want to miss out. That leads to how do we trust God? In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge God. Acknowledging God means doing things God's way, letting your actions, your words, your habits, your career, your dating match the principles we find in the Bible. Acknowledging God means live your life in such a way that it shows you trust God and that you're surrendered to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because when we truly surrender to Jesus on the Holy Spirit, that's the only way we can win at life. It's the only way we'll live like God wants us to live. Surrendering will minimize our regrets and our guilt. So how do you and I surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? How do we relinquish control? First, you've got to realize that you don't know everything. I've got to realize I don't know everything. It sounds a lot like Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Lean not on your own understanding. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 gives us some more thoughts on how to surrender. In this passage, Paul writes to help the Romans live a life that pleases God. As I read this, I'm reminded that salvation leads to a relationship with Jesus and surrendering to his lordship. Salvation, relationship, surrender go hand in hand. Let me say that one more time. Salvation, relationship, surrender, they all coexist. You can't have one without the other two. Paul reminds us of God's mercy. We surrender to Jesus because of what he has done for us. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could live in a relationship with him. To surrender to Jesus, we have to make a choice. The living sacrifice has to choose daily to surrender to God's will. In the little things, surrender to Jesus. In the big things, surrender to Jesus. In all things in your life, surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 also tells us that we've got to renew our mind. We renew our mind through spiritual disciplines, taking time to get in God's word and praying. As we do these disciplines, it grows our relationship with God and reveals his will to us. We will talk more about these disciplines and habits after we finish this series on core values. But you and I have got to spend time 
in the disciplines, doing the disciplines, living the disciplines, because that's where God speaks to us. The next thing that we've got to do is we've got to realize that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. If we realize how great God is and how perfect his will is, we will want to surrender to him. It is in our best interest to surrender to the person and work of Jesus Christ and the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Now then, let's look at Jesus' example of surrender. You say, Jesus didn't surrender. Uh, I think he does. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and 8. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing that he could grasp. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, by being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Becoming obedient sounds a lot like surrendering to Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus laid down what he deserved. He laid aside his rights and his privileges. He set aside his godness so that he could come, so that he could die, so that he could restore us to a relationship with God. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example of surrender. Jesus struggled to surrender. Jesus in the garden before his crucifixion in Matthew chapter 26. Over and over, we see him praying. Verse 42 says, again for the second time, Jesus went away and he prayed. This is what his prayer was. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. In this passage, in that story, we can see that Jesus struggled. As Jesus was struggling with what the plan was and what God's will was, he prayed. You and I have got to pray. As Jesus prayed, as Jesus sought the Father, Jesus surrendered to the will of God. Each day we need to pray, God, let your will be done. God, help me to live the way that you want me to live. God, help me to surrender to you. As we follow God and surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we will find ourselves living for others. Think about the areas that you have not trusted to God. Ask God to help you trust him with the areas that you still try to control. All right, we've looked at several different ways that we can surrender. Let's just walk through those one more time to remind us how we can surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The first one, we've just got to trust. We've got to have confidence that God can take care of us. The second, you and I have got to accept that we don't know it all. Third, we've got to decide to live a life, surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's a decision that we have to make each and every day. The fourth thing, renew your mind. Take some time each day to practice the disciplines, to connect with the Father, to live in relationship with the Father. Number five, realize that God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Number six, think about the areas in your life you've not trusted to God. And then number seven, ask God to help you trust him in all of those areas. In conclusion, we've got to trust God with everything. We've got to trust God with our money. Tithing doesn't make sense to me. Give 10% to God. To me, this is a great place to start to build your trust in God, to surrender to him and his ways. You might say, Jeff, I can't do, it. I can't do 10%. Start with a percentage and increase that percentage every couple of months or every year. It would force you to get on a budget. 
It will deepen your trust in God as you surrender not just the percentage, but your whole financial situation to Jesus. Another area, relationships. In these college and young adult years, there are so many opportunities to surrender our relationship to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. For those of you who are married, how can you individually and as a couple surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? Maybe it's just a simple prayer. Hey, Jesus, use our marriage today to honor and glorify you. For those who are single, what does surrendering to Jesus and the Holy Spirit look like to you every day? Maybe it's quit worrying. Maybe it's, hey, God, I'm in a great season. Why don't you use me for your honor and for your glory? What does your school and your career look like if you relinquish control to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? Maybe it's change a major. Maybe it's change a career. Maybe it's to live your job life each and every day for his honor and for his glory. Maybe you're supposed to be a great witness at your job. What would your life look like if you surrendered that area to God? What would your life look like if you surrendered every area to Jesus and the Holy Spirit? I'm praying that all of us learn to live surrendered to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you would help us get the word out, about the podcast by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your, your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live for in, intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.